Hey, okay, okay, okay. It is time for another podcast with me, Jennifer Smith, True Love Scam Recovery, Narcissistic Abuse Unwound. And I had a podcast all ready to go tomorrow morning because it's a Thursday at 10, 10 a.m. Because this podcast, Narcissistic Abuse Unwound, will pop onto the podcast platforms every Thursday at 10, 10 a.m. That's Pacific time in the United States but you can listen anywhere in the world. Thing is, something happened to that podcast audio file. So I'm starting over. And what I'm going to do is answer some of the messages that have come through to me from listeners who have replied or left a message for me rather with a function that's available on the Anchor FM podcast platform. So here's the first one. I'm not going to mention any names, But the first uh, message that was left for me by a listener of the podcast Narcissistic Abuse Unwound on the platform that I use to create the podcast, which is Anchor FM, was from a woman who said, oh my gosh, I didn't know what had happened to me until afterwards when I came across the idea of a narcissist through my therapist but it didn't quite fit it didn't really make sense so she kept looking and found things that explained the weird things they say why they don't answer your call or your text how they forget your birthday and a few other things that she mentioned which were explained in her view by my podcast yeah the word narcissist is a mix-up and a muddle. I have a whole podcast about that. It does not cover the depths of the heinousness of these pathological parasitic predators. And yet, at the same time, when people use the word, quote, narcissist, they are usually referring to one of these full-fledged monsters. And unfortunately, then it's mixed up with a lot of misinformation, things like they're jealous of us or they want to be us. So yes, to that listener, if you are listening now, I get it. I'm glad you kept looking. I'm glad you found this podcast. I hope you can keep listening. Please, please keep finding answers. Keep untangling the mess of what it all was. The key is in really taking in the truth of these brains. It's a brain abnormality, so it's absolute. There's no wiggle room. They are definitely this and definitely not that. They're definite. The only difference from sociopath to sociopath is how violent they are, if they gamble or not, how many children, other wives, fiancés, men, women, they have in their lives at one time, how many children they've abandoned, for example, or keeping secret from us. Another difference is how much drug use. Some of them don't use drugs. Some of them don't. How much alcohol use. Some of them don't drink alcohol. But keep in mind, they can completely keep this hidden from you, but be full-on big-time drinkers, big-time druggers. They can hide it. There's a specific set of things that vary sociopath to sociopath. I won't get into all of that right now. Fundamentally, they all want two things at all times to stay safe and take more. Okay, I hope that's helpful for the beautiful, beautiful, wonderful woman who listened to my podcast and left a message for me. I've got two more I'm going to do today, tonight actually. I'm doing this Wednesday night to be ready for tomorrow morning. I'm going to take a listen to message number two and pop right back on here. And I am back 
Wow, I'm sorry that I did not respond to this sooner because this is asking about how to get this creature out of her home. He was meant to be leaving the 1st of January, and I'm sorry, here we are. This is February 1st tonight as I'm speaking right now. She had some great questions for me. How did you do it? That's the question. Don't we all think, how am I going to get this person out of here? Really serious really scary. She asked, did you get the police involved? Did you make him think it was his idea? Did you give an ultimatum? Police uh, what police can do is extremely limited. If someone lives in your home and they are paying you rent and you call the police to say, I want this person out, the police can't do anything. You have to go through a formal eviction process that is appropriate to the county, the state, the country, the province, the whatever that you live in, in order to get someone out in a legal, formal kind of way. Last choice ever. An ultimatum is taken as a threat by you to them. There might be some instances where that could come into play, but it would be really rare and I would have to talk about it on a case-by-case. The other bit was, did you make him think it was his idea? They are waiting for the day that they can move on to somebody that is fresh because the moment they get in there and into our lives and into our homes, they know the ending day is going to come. They know the scam is going to run out. They know we're going to see through them. They know that our bank accounts will be empty. They know we will get sick of paying their phone bill, making their dinner, doing their laundry. And I, I really want to say this isn't just women doing laundry and making dinner and giving money to men. When there's a female sociopath and a male prey, the male prey also does everything within the household that needs to be done, as well as worldly things, paying bills, all of that. In general, no matter the gender of the sociopath, they do nothing. Even if they have a job they go to, if you could be a fly on the wall at that job, you would see a sociopath pretending to be a person pretending to be a person doing a job. Mm -hmm. Did I make him think it was his idea? No, I lied to him. Some things happened. Some things blew up. I realized he had been stealing from me and that he had a woman in another country with a baby who thought he was here in Los Angeles getting a home for them. And his idea all along was not to bring the other woman over or any of the other women he was involved with, but to leave me. I wasn't a permanent place. And that was because he wanted me for a green card. But the thing is, none of us are a permanent place. These people have many, 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 many resources, as in people they are scamming. I sensed that he was about to leave, stealing my car. I pretended it was my fault, cried, and let him think that I was sad because I ruined our relationship and I know you have to go. One day walking out the door I said oh my gosh I forgot to tell you since I lost my wallet which I did not do I had to cancel all the credit cards and the bank account is closed. I put a flag on my social security number because that paperwork for the car we can't find that. He went white which let me know he had been thinking about or trying to use my social security number number because we were legally married to get a loan, to get a car, to get cash, whatever, to get out of there. At that point, I had kicked him out. I told him, I want you to leave. That came right on the hind of me discovering three days in a row he had stolen jewelry and money. He had a woman with this baby, many, many more, but I discovered that one that day. And he was going to steal this car that we had just leased. So that doesn't directly answer the question or the concern that this listener had. But please note, we have to 
to maneuver them out of our lives. We can lie to them and they believe what we say. They next behave as if that thing we said was the truth. The very next day, that bleephead was out of my place because he had dragged on staying there after I'd kicked him out for the shower, the couch to sleep on, and the internet. The internet is their world. They keep their phones with them, sleep with their phones, go to the bathroom with their phones, or on a laptop. Very much their lifeline. It popped in my head to say I couldn't pay the bill for the internet, so it's being cut off tomorrow. Took off once the internet was cut off. We have to maneuver them out of our lives. They want to think that we are not a threat. If they think that we have no intention of blowing up their world, exposing them to anyone, calling the cops on them, talking to their other prey, if we seem submissive, sad, they feel more comfortable to leave. I hope that helps. I am going to listen to the third message from a wonderful listener, and then I will pop right back on here with my reply to that message. I listened to our third person, another wonderful listener of Narcissistic Abuse Unwound. Thank you so much. And the answer is yes. The question was, do you coach people through the aftermath and figuring out what this is if the problem person in their life is not in a romantic role, like a boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, spouse, whatever, but is a different role, a family member and people around them? A big fatty answer is yes, 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 absolutely. Uh, please reach out. You can book sessions with my online calendar, www.truelovescam.com forward slash chat. You can email me, jennifer at truelovescam.com. And yes, I will do sessions with people in any position, in any dynamic with a pathological parasitic predator or trying to figure out if that is what is happening in their lives, right? Yes, is the big answer. Some of you know I have one book called Breaking Up With Evil. There are plans for a book two of Breaking Up With Evil. So if you feel like you might like to share your story to help other people and be part of Breaking Up With Evil book two, potentially, send me an email and make the subject line SOS Partner. Jennifer at truelovescam.com. Thank you so much for listening. Jennifer Smith, True Love Scam Recovery and Narcissistic Abuse Unwound, sending you all good things.